perfect <laughs> ones. And he put the hair on the rest of them. That's right. Go ahead and take It's good to be with you. I, I already, I already said that, and uh, uh, we're so thankful that uh, for the invite. I got to find find the right message. I was uh, awakened. Uh, we knew we were coming Thursday, Friday, whatever day it was, and uh, my sister wasn't doing well, so we we just decided we'd come on up and and, and see her, and so uh, went to bed that night praying and 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 preparing. Uh, when I come home. Uh, the churches I pastor all, they usually want me to speak or whatever, so uh, we'd already been asked to preach at the other church, and but I had a dream that night. Uh, anybody here preach? Lots of dreams, lots of dreams, lots of dreams. When you go to bed and ask God to uh, reveal to you what he wants, because uh, it's easy. I got books of messages that I've preached throughout the years, and, and uh, but you don't want to just open up a book and take something that you've already done. You want to bring something that God wants you to give to the people that you're speaking to. So I was woke up, uh, dreamed and woke up about 3 o'clock and then uh, uh, got up at 3 o'clock in the morning and started writing this down. So hopefully it blesses you. It's good to be here as, as always. We, we're looking forward to revival. We, uh, if, what, how many was that revival last year when we were here? We had it out here in the tent and uh, we grew each, each night and, and had lots of folks down. We even... We're blessed to have like 16 pastors in service with us one night. And uh, uh, I say blessed because uh, um, I'm a firm believer that church will only be what stands behind the pulpit. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It can be no more than what stands right here. And so it, it starts with us. It starts with me. I'm not pastoring anymore, but however, uh, we're in prayer about that. And uh, so God may be opening some doors. We're, we're getting some uh, bookings in Texas now. We got revivals. We go back after we re revival here. We go back for a ten day revival in uh, Sunnyvale, I believe it is, and then uh, from there we go to Plano, and from there we're uh, I forget the the, the other city, uh, it's the other direction, but it's, they're all about an hour away from us, so it's better than driving eight hours to get here. Amen. Amen. But anyway, it's good to be here. We were uh, privileged to have uh, dinner with Adam and Delaney last night. And we go way back uh, for more than I like. I was thinking about the chain, breaking every chain. He, break, he broke my chains in 1982. Some of you don't, can't even think back that far, can you? 1982, I gave my heart to the Lord, and he broke every chain there was. And been doing it ever since. But he's done more than that. He's kept me. I didn't keep him. He's kept me. Uh, there's been times I wanted to quit. There's been times I wanted to throw in the towel. There's been times I just wanted to turn my back. But he is faithful. Amen. And just to do exactly what his word says. And, and uh, I, it's, it, I'm going to get this on in my message just a little bit more. But as our teacher was teaching us this morning about, uh, about the bread and, and how fleshly it is. Or, you know, it, but the, the word says, man shall not live by. And if we would let that really get in our lives. And I wanted to speak out while she was teaching, but, but I, didn't, I didn't do it. And uh, this will come up in revival, but uh, Revelation tells us this. He that hath an ear. Everybody reach up and see if you got one. I got two. Now, I don't hear so good out of this one anymore. And when God's speaking, I don't hear so good out of this one. Because sometimes he tells me things I really don't want to hear. I mean, is what I'm talking about. Yet, if we have an ear to hear, the word says... Let him hear. And that's with our spiritual ears. And I believe that, uh, Pastor, I believe that we're going to see great things begin to happen throughout our nation. Uh, because uh, I believe we're nearing that time of the end. And I know that people have been preaching it. I've been preaching it uh, for uh, almost 40 years now. We're nearing that time. But never in my life, and I'll be 65 in November, never in my life have I seen a world in the shape this one is in now. I've seen a lot of stuff happen. Some of you, maybe my age, are getting there. I've seen a lot of stuff happen. I remember when a dime was a lot of money. Now you, do, now they don't even give them back to you. I went the other day, and, and my change was supposed to be $3.04. They just gave me $3. I'm thinking, where's my four cents? It wasn't important to them. But there was a day in my life that four cents was important. 
There was a day in my life when 25 cents was important. A dollar was important. Nowadays, you don't do anything unless it's a grand. It's just, it just like $1,000 is nothing anymore. It's hard to come by. I don't know about you, but it's hard to come by for me. But, but when you, be, you begin to see all those things transpire and all that stuff, I think what we ministers need to do, and I'm trying to take on the life of an evangelist now. I pastored all my life, but now I'm trying to be an evangelist. Anybody want one of my cards? I think I got some in here somewhere. Uh, evangelist Leonard and Penny Hendricks. So if you want a card, uh, but if you're not going to book me, don't take a card because it costs money, all right? And more than four cents. So I'm take, trying to take on the life of an evangelist. And, and as, I'm, as I'm hearing the voice of God, as I'm hearing what he's trying to tell me to, to bring in, 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 into the church, is a place where we, we come back to him. Where, where, where we, we know that he is our everything. That he is, without him, I can't do what I'm doing. Without him, I, 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 it's impossible for me to stand here in this pulpit and try to bring something to you that would encourage your life. And so I hope today I bring something that encourages your life. And it's not me, because I, again, I had it in a dream, and I was standing in this pulpit, and I was in this church, and your faces were there, and there's other faces here that I used to pastor, and I think those things, are, God just gives us those dreams and, 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 and does those things that I come double-loaded today, so get ready. But if you, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalms 23rd, to 23rd Psalms. And I won't, I won't be too long. I don't, you have a clock in this? Oh, I've got a watch on. I only wear this when I preach. Uh, and that's the only time I wear them. I don't, really don't pay any attention to them, though, but I wear them. But I want to get you out in, in time. How many's got roast on? Potatoes? Say it again. Get back to my sister. Well, uh, I'll, I'll do the best I can, but I was just looking to see who I was going to eat with today, but nobody's got anything on, so I guess, I guess we're going to, to pastor's house. Uh, could, you, could, you make, could you just give your pastors a good hand clap? Tell them how much you appreciate it. I've been there and done that. It is the most unappreciated position there ever was in the face of time as a pastor. And, uh, you know, there was a day when they were truly pastors. Nowadays, they're everything. They're the, they, they vacuum the floors. They wash the toilets. When I, when I, when we... When we moved from Knoxville to here, is any, was anybody here in Knoxville with us? When we moved from Knoxville, we, we bought a, a little building in Knoxville when it started. It was Grace Chapel then. Can I give you just a little history? You got time for just a little history to show you where you come from? We, we started a church in a town in Knoxville. Everybody know where Knoxville is? Not Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Missouri. Population of 20. You're almost right. Population of 20. When, I, when we had the burden to start that church, we called out the Pentecost Church God and all the, the, the elites, and they told me it couldn't be done. Wouldn't give me anything, wouldn't, wouldn't help us get the building or nothing, but that just made me more determined because it wasn't something I wanted to do. It's what God laid on my heart, and God said it's time to do something, and, and, and we found that building. It was something we could afford. We bought that old building. It was a cabinet shop for $10,000. Uh, we, we paid uh, $500 a month till the first 5000 was off, then we gained people. But anyway, we were there for three years and grew to 85 people in three years. And then we outgrew the building, and we wanted to go to more metropolis. Come to, and so we, we came here. How many remembers what this building was? This was Jehovah's Witness Church. Had brick altars or whatever you want to call them, and it was all messed up in here and all that kind of stuff. And and they wanted a hundred and I forget what it was right at $130,000 for the building and the property. And uh, we prayed about it and I brought them an offer of 85,000 and they had to leave everything and they grabbed it. And so we, we bought this building and then we, we began to do all the stuff to it. I, I was here, I, I, I poured every yard of concrete in that driveway. It was gravel when we bought it, but it, just in time, we sold parking spots. How I many was here when we sold parking spots? Some of y'all, some of y'all, now some of y'all was here. You, we sold parking spots for a thousand dollars. So not only did you get to come, but you got to park in your spot that you paid a grand for. But we paid for that parking lot cash, and everything, everything that we did. God has been so good to Grace Family Worship Center, and He's going to be good to you. And I know you might be looking, and you might 
be a downtime here. You might think, where's everybody at while this? Get ready. Somebody say, get ready. Look at your neighbor and say, get ready. Get ready. God's going to do something. I just feel that leaping in my spirit. Get ready. God's going to do something. And what he's got to do is get us prepared for who we are. Look at your neighbor and say, who are you? He's going to get us prepared for who we are and who he is to us. And when he does that, we'll walk around with our head raised up one more time. We'll walk around with a shout one more time. We'll walk around with a day. I remember seeing the little kids up here dancing. I remember when we were in our heyday. And we had about 140 to 160 people in here in our heyday. And there was no place to all even stand. You could, If the fire marshal wouldn't come in, he'd have shut us down. Because we only had one little bitty aisle up the middle. You couldn't get out that side. You couldn't get out that side. And this place was packed. The Rose was at, we just had a little bitty place for an altar. But people would get out of their seat during song service and come up here and dance unto the Lord. And it was just, we were just having a heyday. And you think your music's loud? We had music that would go out of this building that would rattle this whole building. But people knew we were here and we were not ashamed of our God. I'm afraid the church has come to a place where they, they're ashamed of their God. They're ashamed to say that they're part of this thing called the Holy Ghost and Fire. I'm not ashamed of it. I was brought up in it uh, in my first, I got saved when I was 25 years old and we fell into a Pentecost Church of God and I've been in it ever since because they believe all of it. I need all of it because all of it pertains to my life. All of it. If I get all this, I'll get the fullness. Anybody want the fullness of God? I'll get the, it's what's kept me. It's what's seen me through 12 heart attacks. It's what's seen me through several back surgeries. It's what's seen me when other, everybody else is thrown in towel. He has not. He has seen me through all these things. So, And he's going he's gonna to do it again. He's going to get ready for you to have a new heyday. Somebody say, I'm, I'm going to have a new heyday. All it takes is some determined, dedicated people to once again realize who they are in Christ. Look at, your, look at your neighbor and say, you are somebody. Come on. Just don't look. You are somebody. You are so important to, to God that he gave his only begotten son to die a death that no man has ever died again. That's how valuable you are to God. You in all your failures. You in all your faults. You with all your, all, your, all your shortcomings, you, you are that important to God. And if you're that important, everybody else is too. Amen. So it's important that we reach him. I, I, I said I was going to be hurry about it. Psalm 23rd, are you there? 23rd Psalm. We're going to take it verse by verse. They're going to flash it up there for you. Thank you. Going verse by verse. Thank you, Kylie. Listen, David was at his lowest point here, but he realized after everything had gone wrong, anybody remember the story of David and all that he'd done and his failures? He had some failures. Remember Bathsheba? He had some failures. Remember all the stuff that he went through? He had some failures, but he realized who God was. All of a sudden, he woke up, and so he began to pin things down. Listen to what he says. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not. Just say that with me. I shall not. I shall not. If we would be willing to take what God gives us, and do the best with it, we wouldn't run around all the time wanting something more. But as our teacher told us this morning, we, we want it and we want it right now. We are a microwavable society and we want it and we want it right now. I don't, want, I don't even want to go to McDonald's have to sit behind four cars. I'll pass it by if there's five cars. Try to find something because I want it and I want it right now and we become a, a society of people that wants it and we want it right now but if we would become to a point where we realize who God is and what he's already done yes. all said his grace is is it come on is it because all the time I find people wanting. I, I, I get in prayer lines and they come up in prayer lines and I understand they got needs and different stuff but it's, it's their wants everybody wants but David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. I shouldn't waste my time on my wants. He said he supplies my very need before I ever ask it. 
If we get in that word and, be, and begin to realize who we are and God that he's, he has made and, and supplied all these provisions for us and we just walk in that, but walk in his grace and walk in his, in his glory and, and, and realize that, that he's going to take care of me and what comes, what comes. But whatever comes, he's going to see you through. There were some things coming in my life I didn't think I could ever get through, but God. I had to turn my face back to him. Sometimes things happen in your life. You just realize, I don't know how I'm ever going to get through this. How will I ever, one more time, get back up and do what God has called me to do? But God can do things greater than you can ever do. If you'll turn your face back to him and get that rid of your walk list. And become satisfied with what he's given you. Because he's going to meet your every need. How many here is not blessed? I'm blessed abundantly. I have more today than I've ever had in my life. And I don't even need it. Hello? I don't even need it. I got cows in the pasture. I got chickens in the pen. I got dozens upon dozens upon dozens of eggs on the counter. And we don't eat but a dozen a week. Who needs 80 chickens? And I just keep buying them. My wife works at a, a, a store. Uh, you call it Orsons here. We call it Atwoods down there. It's bigger than Orsons. And so when they put stuff on sale, she'll call me, hey, babe, we got chickens on sale for a dollar. I'll be right over. I go run over there and get me a couple dozen more chickens and not only the best of it, then I get 20% off of that, so I get them for 80 cents a piece. You can't hatch them for that. And the great thing about not hatching them is you don't have to put up no roosters. You just buy the pullets. I won't buy the straight runs. I just buy the pullets. Every now and then, somebody didn't realize that that pullet was a rooster. And then we have to have a weeding. We only need one rooster. We don't even need that one to have eggs. We just need that one to get up in the morning. But he don't know when he's supposed to crow. He liked the church. He don't know when he's supposed to crow. He just crows when he gets full of himself. <laughs> I better leave that alone right there. I, I'm supposed to be evangelizing, not pastoring. I better just leave. It's amazing how uh, when we get on the mountain sometimes, we like to get crowing. But when we get down the valley just a little bit times, our crow turns into a complaint. Nobody likes the valleys, yet that's where all the plush grass is. That's where all the water is. That's where, that's where everything that... Now, you don't find that stuff on the mountain. You find the old rocky and hilly. And I think Texas once was a mountain. And it got flattened out. And all them rocks laid right on top of it. You can't grow stuff in Texas. We have uh, ground that's called uh, iron ore. We don't have no black dirt. It all washed down to the Missouri River. And so we tried to grow a garden. As we are nursing watermelon and cantaloupe right now. And we left for three days. I know my son's not going to water them, and they're going to be dead by the time we get home. He said, yeah, Dad, I'll water them, but he ain't going to because he's got other things to do. Hey, he probably will. He'll, he'll probably do it the last day. But anyway, we're trying, we're trying to do everything. He'll do it just before I get home so they look wet and, and say, yeah, Dad, we got them watered. But, but it, it's amazing how, how the Father can give us things to do and that we don't do what the Father asks us to do and David got to a point he said I shall the Lord is my shepherd the Lord is my the Lord is my the, I gotta hurry the Lord is my shepherd I, I, I gotta stay here till you get it everybody slap your head I could have had a V8 the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want if we get if we would get our wants out of the way our prayer life would become more strong more 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 powerful because we would be going not for ourselves but we'd be going for our brothers and our sisters our prayer life would be all about seeing God move our prayer life would be for our pastors our prayer life would be for for our, our song leaders our prayer life would be for those that that have taken a step in into God's kingdom and want to do something our prayer life would be we would once again I remember our heydays in the church that we would come early 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 on on Sunday uh, come 
come early before every service and we would lay on our faces before God in the church praying that God would just have a, a powerful time in the Lord. And, and, and sure enough, he would show up because we did what we were supposed to do and we laid before the Lord. I'm not saying you got to do it in the church or not, but I'm saying you got to do it. Yeah. It's got to be done and it can't be the last minute. got to be prepared so basically what David said is he's my divine supplier he's Jehovah Jireh my provider he is he is he has provided for me uh, I retired about uh, what's it been five years ago now almost five years or retired five years ago retired from church retired from my job and moved to Texas and by the way I had somebody ask me about my daughter-in-law today she is now cancer-free I thought everybody knew that. I thought everybody knew that. I uh, should be shouting that from the from the mountaintop. And not only she she can't free, but now she's building her building her muscle back up, and she's she's finally not as sick as she always was. And and, and she's even finding out that 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 this is what we all ought to figure out because we've been given new bone marrow when we got saved by the blood by the blood of Jesus Christ. Now that she's got that new bone marrow, there's stuff she can't eat no more. Butter makes her sick. Please don't give me that blood. Because I like me some butter. How many likes butter? I, matter of fact, I like me lots of butter. I put it all over everything and uh, try to get some on my fingers so I can lick them too. But when I bake or do that, I get, I get that butter. But she's finding out there's a change in her. If, if we in the church would get that same change that we get when we get uh, saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, that our, bone, our lives change, we would have that. He's our provider. Uh, in verse 2. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He brings spiritual rest. If, if, if there's something I could tell every church, because I go into churches and I get to preach here, and I, I go and see this one, I go and see that one, and we've been visiting around, passing out cards, and, and I don't know about you, but I'm an observer. Anybody here observers? So we, we just go into a church, and I, I want to meet the pastor and give him a card, let him know that I'm there. But I also believe that you ought to visit. Not just send them a card in the mail. That used to get cards in the mail. People always ask me, can I come to your church and preach? I'd send them back a card. Yeah, come and meet my people first. And me meet you. And let me let, me, let my discernment work. Because I'm going to be real protective of my sheep. And then I'll let you, my, you know, if there's a time I'll let you come in. You know what? They wouldn't come. They wouldn't waste the time to come. They wouldn't take the time to come and darken the door and meet anybody so I never would preach them. And many people thought that was hard, but it's just the way it is. You got to be protective over your sheep. A wolf's will get in here. Wolf's will get in here. I have a lot of different things on how we operate, but... We, we were thinking about uh, pastor again. I said, I tell Penny, I said, this is how I do it. She said, well, what do you think about the church? I said, the church will do what I want to do. Or I'll move on down the road because I'm, I'm the one. I don't want to be the one. Do you want to be the one? I don't want to be the one, but I've been called to be the one. I'm the one that's in tune with God. I know what, what he wants for the church. I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. So when I put things in order, I know I got it from him. I didn't get it because somebody's got a bylaw somewhere or somebody made up. This is the way we always done it. I don't care how you always done it. This is how God told me to do it. Man, that's it. Now, I'm at that age where I can be selective. <laughs> but if you want me as your pastor, we're going to do it my way. Amen. Isn't that the way? Hey, some of you guys have said on my pastoral staff, isn't that the way it happens? It, it gets done my way because I'm the one who's got to answer. If, and I'm, I'm going to be real protective so no wolves get in here. He brings spiritual rest and spiritual food. And as I, I thought that was great how her class went going right along with my message this morning. That's how God does. He, he, just, he confirms, 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 confirms. Why does he keep confirming his word? Because he wants us to get it. Get through this old hard thing. It don't have to go quite through so much hair anymore. He brings guidance to us. His word says it's a lamp unto our... So we know that we're walking. You know, if you're, we're supposed to be the light of the world, right? Yeah. You know where the light is the brightest? 
Where's the light the brightest? In the darkest place. Now, if I got, I don't have a light. If I had one, I should have brought one. If I turned it on now, you probably wouldn't notice much different. But if we shut, darken the, darken the windows and shut all the lights off, and then I turn the light on. If we could filter out all the other light. But we, the church, don't like to be in dark places. Yet it's where our light is the brightest. And you may think, how come does God lead me into some I think somebody's getting it. Why does God take us into some dark places sometimes? We don't want to go. Do you want to go? When I start walking into a place and my spirit says, does your spirit ever go, and you want to, oh, yet it's it's important that you go ahead. God's leading you. If, if, If you're being led by God, you're going in those right places. That's what he said. He's guiding us. And through, and we go through that dark place and we lighten that up for somebody that's, See, the, you, you think this is all about you, and it ain't got nothing to do with you. It's all about somebody else. And if you'll get somebody else in your mind, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden they're in your mind, God will just start, ha- ha- those things that you've been wanting, those things that you've been desiring, those things that you've been praying for, they start happening because you got self out of the way. I got to hurry. Oh, goodness. He restoreth my soul. Did he restore your soul? Your soul is valuable. You got two people wants it. And they're fighting over it. No, nobody else wants it. Except Jesus and Satan. And they're battling over your soul. Jesus wants it because he loves you. The devil wants it because he hates Jesus. He don't care a flip about you. He don't even know your name. He just knows that if you love Jesus, he wants you. And it's not, it's not, it's not, it has nothing to do with you. He don't care whether you go to hell or not. He just wants to put a thorn in the side of Christ. That's his whole thing because he can't, he knows what his outcome is. He restores my soul. He leads me by the paths of righteousness for his name's sake get that it's his namesake it's by his namesake man shall not live by bread alone yet you'll go to any link to feed your flesh man when he's hungry hello when that belly goes you're looking for a McDonald's. I'm not. I don't like McDonald's. I'd rather eat at home. But when my belly growls, it's time to eat. We should know when our spirit growls too. It's time to. It's time to eat. How many's got one of these? On my on my high boy, I I have a high boy, whatever you want to call it, great big chest in in my our bedroom she has the short one I have the tall one and on that one is is a row of Bible after Bible after Bible after Bible after Bible after Bible that that's just there then you go into the study you know it took, it took a bedroom when all, all my heathens moved out and it took a bedroom and made it in my study you go in there and there's a desk in there and there's a dictionary and commentary and all these Bible Bible after Bible after Bible after Bible then you go into her dresser in the same bedroom and on the corner of it lays this Bible and another Bible and all my notebooks so wherever I'm at I don't have to go looking for one wherever I'm at and my spiritual man says it's time to eat come on somebody I don't have to go find a refrigerator I could just be passing by. It could be at that end of the house or this end of the house. I could be in the bedroom. I could be in the bathroom. No matter where it is, I can get my hands on some spiritual food. And you might think, well, when I feel that, I'll just get a little prayer. I'll get a little this. No, you need some sustenance. When you get get hungry, just get you a little nibble of a cracker and see how well that sustains you. 
Just, just, just don't eat the whole cracker. Just get a little nibble of it. When you get thirsty, don't drink the whole glass of water. Just take a swallow and see if that sustains you. But people today, people at the church today, if they don't hear it from here, they don't get it. This ain't enough. You just eat once a week. This next week, call it fasting. You get two things done. You can lie about it and you can lose some weight. Call it fasting and just eat once. This whole week. See how strong you stay. I I was a young man once, believe it or not. And I could fast sometimes for 21, 24, 30 days and make it. Now I fast one day and I think I'm dying. I tried to fast two days a week, Mondays and Tuesdays. And I started fasting last Monday and I got sick as a dog. I thought I was going to die. And I was even sick Tuesday to the point where I finally had to, at noon, I had to give up and have something to eat. I was that week. Just in a day and a half. And your body changes. I, I get it. Your body changes. Things happen. I take a lot of heart pills and all this kind of stuff. They mess up. With, they mess with your stomach and all this kind of stuff. I do all that stuff. But, but there, I know things have to change. But we, we got to get back to doing the basic things with God. The basic things. Listen to me. And I, 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 I got a quick hurry. If we want God to move, we got to do some moving. If you'll draw nigh unto me, he said. I'll draw nigh unto you. It's always put, the emphasis is always put on me and you. We got to move first. We got to make that move. We got to move first. We got to, it ain't, oh, people say, I just wish God, I just wish. No, he wrote it. This is what he lives by. Anything in here, he'll do. Quickly, move on with me. Where are we at? I done moved, I, I done lost my whole page. Here's David. Listen, this is where we are. Yay. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Anybody know what the rod and staff portrays in the Bible? Surely you know this. It's the Holy Spirit. Anytime you find Moses in the rod, anytime you find the staff, anytime you find that, you'll find the move of God. Remember when he threw it down, the, the, the devil throwed, the, the, throwed his stick down and turned into a snake and then Moses threw his stake down and turned into a bigger snake and ate it, it portrays the spirit that's why that's why David said thy rod and thy staff that's all the thing he knew he didn't know what the spirit was then uh, 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 brother because at, in them days the spirit just moved on him when they had a need, when Samson, when Samson w- w- would jump up and, and, and kill a thousand Philistines the spirit moved on him say it with me moved on him you can't kill a thousand I don't care how big a man you are I don't care how bad you think you are I don't think I don't care how tough you are how many muscles you could just be ripping with muscles you get a thousand men running to you at one time and all we're going to give you is a jawbone of an ass to defend yourself see how well you last unless the spirit moves on you it's what my teacher was talking about all of a sudden immediately they found themselves out there was anybody paying attention this morning? Immediately they found themselves. They don't know how they got there. I guarantee you when Samson laid down and the spirit was off of him and he looked around and thought he was going to die, he didn't know. He didn't know what happened when he looked around and seen a thousand men laying there. But the spirit moved on. So anytime you read thy rod and thy staff, it's talking about the Holy Ghost and it's talking about the Spirit. Those of us that are Pentecost Church of God should know all about that stuff, that Holy Ghost. And that's what we was founded on. When we speak in them unknown languages and we do those things that uh, baffles other people, it don't matter that baffles them. They'll get inquisitive and want to know what's going on. I think we ought to get back to doing the things that we know that we should be doing so the rest of the church will get inquisitive and want to say, I want some of that. You just go ahead and get powerful in God. You just go ahead and let that anointing move on you. I guarantee you there was men coming up to his hands and saying, how in the world did you do that? How'd you accomplish that? Because it was that spirit. And, and here we are in our day and age when we're supposed to be filled. 
we're going to have revival in about two months? Yeah. You better get more lively than this. Yeah. Amen. We're supposed to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We're supposed to be filled. My pastor used to say we're scared of the very thing we ought to be lipping full of. I don't know what lipping full means, but now I still remember today. We ought to be lipping full. In other words, it should be coming out of us. It, it should be portrayed. We, uh, the rest of the world ought to know that we are. there was a day at it when you say I was the Pentecost Church of God. They knew you was a holy roller. They knew something was different about you. They knew that, but they also knew that they could call on you when it was time to pray. Because they knew how, you knew how, we knew how, we used to know how. To break some chains. We used to know how to break open some prison doors. We, we used to know how to. What's happened to us? We got stuck in the microwave. Hurry on. Verse 5. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Somebody ought to jump up and run around church right there. In the presence of my enemies, in the presence of my enemies, God has prepared a table for me. In the presence of my enemies. God himself, there's a few things in that Bible God himself saved to do. He didn't let Jesus do it. He ain't going to let the Holy Ghost do it. He himself done it. That's what it says. In the presence of my enemies, he has prepared a table for me. Do you understand what that means? There's a spread. You ever prepare? You ever got company coming over? And you want everything to be right? Do you put out the spread? Hello? Get out the good dishes. We Most time we eat off a of fine china. And then we throw it in the trash. We got more trash today than we've ever had. Because we eat off of the fine china. Drink out of the fine glasses. Solo red cups. Because you don't have to wash them. Just pitch it. Plastic silverware. Throw it in the trash. But when God sets the table, he sets out the best. The fine china. There's coming a day when that trump sounds. If you got an ear, you could hear it. Unfortunately, going to be a lot of the church can't hear that trump. I said the church because I ain't preaching to the world because I ain't in the world. I've been invited to the church preach, so I'm preaching to the church. There's, your ears better be tuned in for that trump. Or you ain't going to hear it. And if you don't hear it, you won't be summoned. That's tonight's message in Richmond. You want to come, you can hear it. Bring an offering. No, just kidding. Just kidding. What that means is God brings a superabundance into your life. I'm a super blessed. I'm here to tell you I'm super blessed. I am I'm blessed more than I can remember. I'm blessed. I, I, I don't want for nothing. I have everything any man could ever want, yet I'm ever buying. Me and me and Amazon have us a love affair. I don't have to waste no time. Go to stinking store. They bring it right to my door. I don't have to go to Harbor Freight. I don't even have to go in there and see what they got. I just proceed to checkout. I, I, I could be getting down the shower just in my underwear. Nobody knows I just bought some wrenches. I just bring it right to my door. I, if Penny ever knows how much I buy, she's going to shut me down like But she's at work, so I need to make sure I can get it all cleaned up before she gets home. Get it put away. We was uh, we got up this morning. We we left in a hurry, and and we got a new car. And I haven't fixed a rack to hang our clothes in. It's it's amazing. You you, you spend forty thousand dollars for a new car, and don't have no way to hang no clothes in. I need me a nineteen seventy five something. <laughs> Always had something to hang the clothes on in the back. So I got to make me I got to make a hanger, and I ain't done it because we ain't traveled. I always make a hanger across, so we hang clothes up. Well, we was in a hurry, so we, I just pitched them in and laid everything on top of them. Guess what? We had to re-iron them this morning when we got up. We pulled them out of there and said, oh, I looked at my shirt and said, oh, my lands. And she had to iron her dress. So we didn't, she said, should we bring our iron? I said, oh, no, honey, they'll have one. They did, but it leaked like a sieve. Oh, no. So everything was getting wet. 
So while I was trying to iron my shirt, I was trying to dry it at the same time. So I'm, I'm thinking, she said, we need us a steamer. We bought one at Walmart. Y'all get any money from Walmart? Are you, are you, you're, not, you're not filming this tonight, are you? Oh, podcast. Walmart don't call this podcast. And she tried to use it one time, and it started spitting water out of it. So she said, we got to get us a good one. So I'm looking on Amazon, showing her pictures while she's trying to get ready. What about this one, honey? She finally said, I'm going to have to read about it. See, before I know what she wants. She wants the most expensive one on there. So we can steam our clothes when we get here. And all, really, all I got to do is get a broom handle, cut the end off of it, put some wire on it, and we got to hang it back in the car. Spiritual fullness. If the church would one more time get spiritually full, and it's possible. Amen. Help me out, somebody. It's possible. Yeah. All we got to do is, I just gave her my ink pen. Who's got an ink pen? See this? Adam remembers this. All we got to do as a church is get in one mind and one accord. You know how easy that is? Everybody see this? Say ink pen. Holy cow, it just happened. We all got in one mind. Did everybody say it? Everybody say ink pen. Ink pen. Come on, everybody can do it. Everybody say ink pen. Ink pen. That's how easy it is to get in one mind and one accord. All we got to do is come in here and say, Jesus! Oh, that's it's that simple and I'm here to tell you the Bible says on the on, on that day in the upper room they were all in one mind and all in one mind and I know it took them 10 days to get there I get it I know they started out with 500 and only ended up with 120 I understand but that 120 got something they took 10 days to get in one mind and one they had them a prayer meeting and was waiting on the promise of God and all of a sudden, they got spiritually full. And the Bible says, and it got noised abroad. I think the church has got to get something where it's noised abroad again. I think Excelsior Springs needs to know that Grace Family Worship Center is here. It needs to get noised abroad. And I'm not talking about because we got donuts and coffee. I ain't talking about because we got, we got a nice building. I ain't talk, I'm talking about because we got the power of the anointing of the Holy Ghost and fire up in here. And people are getting saved and people are getting healed and, and people are getting delivered and chains are getting broken and things are happening. And, and, and all of a sudden, it, all of a sudden, am I done? I'm not. Verse 6 here, I'm going to end right here. Surely, I'm not talking about some girl. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. How many's got goodness and mercy? How many wakes up every day to new mercies? Every day. I'm thankful when my foot, first I'm thankful I wake up. <laughs> Second, I'm thankful that I can move my body enough to roll that leg out and hit the floor. And then roll the next leg out and hit the floor. And then pull myself up out of the bed, up, up, then start stretching and listen to things pop and crack and moan and groan and, and move. And, and they go, oh God, do I take a step or just fall back down? And all of a sudden I can take one more step and then take another step. And then I realize that his mercy, his mercy, his mercy is brand new. His mercy is brand new. I ain't living in yesterday's mercy. I ain't starting in tomorrow's mercy. I'm going to live in today's mercy. Come help me, Katie. Will you stand right here? Stand right here behind me. I need somebody else. Adam, come stand right behind her. Your goodness, okay, because you're sweet. Your mercy, stand right behind her. Now listen, look at, watch this, watch this. Everywhere I go, they got to go. Isn't that what he said? Yeah. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow. follow. Yes. Not lead. Yeah. Follow. follow. Somebody say it. Follow. Follow. There's a little more to that. I could spend six weeks just on that word follow. Yeah. It's a powerful word. If you'll learn to follow, God will make you rulers over great things. Amen. 
But problem is we ain't ever learned to follow yeah. yet. Are they going to have me back? Yeah, we're going to have you back. Wherever I go, stay cool. wherever I go, no matter how I turn, no matter how fast I go, come on, come on, hey, hey, hey. No matter where I go, hey, no matter how fast I go, no matter how, if I stop, goodness and mercy has to follow me is ordained by God. It wasn't ordained by that. It was somebody help me out. It was ordained by that His goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I am somebody. I am some. His goodness and mercy has to follow me all the days of my life. And when you walk around knowing that God himself and his goodness and mercy is following you, you walk around with a smile on your face. You'll have something positive to say. You can look at your brother and tell him how much you love him and really mean it from the heart. You can look at somebody else. It don't matter what they look like. How they smell, what walk of life they came from, but you can love them. When you realize one more time who we are in Christ. I've been bought by the blood of the Lamb. That He loved me so much, He laid His life down just for me. Now that can be your story if you want to, but it's mine. He did it for all of us, but I'm here to tell you that if it was just you, Zach, he'd done it for you. That's how much, you, can you even, I'm out of shape. Don't make me run next time. That's the first time I've run in six months. When we get it through this thick thing right here, who God is to us and who we are in Him, we'll get our joy back. Because mm-hmm. some of you have been at your lowest, some of you have been at your weakest, some of you, life has just rolled up on and you don't know how you're going to get out of that. But let me tell you something. He's a great God. If you'll stay faithful, He is. He is faithful. I don't need to tell you what I went through just a few years ago. I don't need to tell you that I was no good to man. I don't need to tell you I couldn't pull myself up by my shoe like I couldn't. I, I can't. I don't want to go back there because God, hey, He brought my joy back. God, He brought He brought me. He's the only reason why I'm still in the pulpit today because He brought back my joy. If you realize who you are one more time again, you get your joy back. You get your joy back, and you walk around. Undefeated, you cannot be defeated. We used to see his own. Will not be defeated. I will not be defeated. But we're trying to pastor a bunch of defeated, downtrodden, walked on, looked over people that have forgotten who they are in God. Surely. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days. Now listen, I hit quit, quit right here. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. How long? See, this life is but a vapor. The Bible, His Word tells me, He gives me 70 years. I got five more years after that. I'm on borrowed time. Some of you might be hitting close to 70 now, Debbie. But anyway... <laughs> She's older than me. Does everybody know that Debbie's my sister? She is my sister. Lisa's my niece. This is my nephew. Isn't it amazing how I thought about this the other day, Forrest, Pastor, as I was at the hospital, Karen and Dodie was there. And I said, they asked me a question. I answered the question best I could. I said, when you take on that place of 
pastor and uncle or brother or you don't get to you don't get to decide what you do you got to fill that spot where it's their need it ain't about you what would your neighbor say it ain't about you it ain't about you it's about somebody else that you can get through the darkest time be that light be that light and get them through the darkest time God will restore your joy God will restore your joy don't look for joy in anything else but God don't look for it see a lot of people looking for it in drugs and alcohol and sexual perversion looking for joy in everything out here in this world and they never find it what they get is a whole bunch more junk hanging on them and then they feel like I can't get up I can't get up when I resigned Messenger Chapel I said a year after Darla had passed I couldn't get up I preached a year I didn't even know how I preached a year after that I couldn't get up I couldn't I just I, I couldn't I tried everything I tried everything I could do I couldn't get up I prayed I fasted I couldn't get up my joy had been taken the devil stole my joy only by God and the grace of God and his word did he restore my joy and I believe he's got a work for me to do and so we've been praying fasting we want what God wants I know my call is to pastor I know that's what it is however whatever he wants me to be that's what I'll be wherever he wants me to go that's where I'll go I'd like to have it my comfortable way if you're comfortable you're not where you need to be I might have to eat them words but I've ate crow several times if you're comfortable you're not where you're supposed to be because when you're uncomfortable you'll do something about it movement happens when my body tells me at night move and it's hurting I try to find a different position I don't just lay there hoping it'll quit hurting it's trying to tell me to move that's what the spirits trying to tell us they move move get something done accomplish things get your joy back full joy get that full joy get your joy back I gotta quit because it's late and he's fixing me lunch and then we got to be in Richmond by 6 o'clock we got to go back and take a shower because now I've all spoiled myself I've sweated all my clone off if I don't go put on a new clone they're not going to like me but if you're here babe could you come I'm sorry I mean talk to babe sis would you come to the piano got to be careful what you say in church now oh he's seeing Delana he called her babe that's an old man to a young kid you know what I'm saying I say that babe thing for one I wonder this morning I know it's been long ain't been too long I didn't get the pulpit till about quarter till did I did anybody time me you don't matter blame it on pastor I'm just gonna leave anyway I just come in with both barrels I'm out of here you got you don't like it you'll talk to brother Ford now, if you don't like something I say, come to me. I'll tell you. I'll set you straight in heartbeat. Now, I ain't got nothing to lose, and you don't pay me nothing. But if you're here this morning, I want you to be honest. Be honest. It takes honesty for God to pick somebody up. You've got to be honest before him. If you're here this morning and your joy, the devil has stole your joy, let me see your hand. Be honest. Thank you. Be honest. Your joy's gone. Thank you. Don't look around. Just be honest. You're not. Your joy is not. You just feel. You just can't get up. You just. You're trying. You're doing all you can. You just. Who else? 
I know it wasn't just three people. Thank you. Your joy's gone. You think I'm going to call you up, but I'm not. I, I won't call you up. I'm one of those, I'm one of those newfangled preachers. I, won't, I, won't, I ain't going to embarrass you. I want to, but I won't. But your joy's gone. Listen, I, he didn't wake me up, give me dreams all night, and wake me up at 3 o'clock in the morning for just three people. I, I, I believe you would just for one, but I believe there's more here this morning, but you're not being honest. You're saying, why did I got to raise my hand? It's the first step to acknowledge. And, and let me say this. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. That's the devil trying to keep you from getting something from God. He wants you to believe that you did something wrong to lose your joy. And that's, that's a lie. It's just called life. And then something terrible comes in and it's, Listen, I was in the pulpit. It happened to me. I didn't do nothing wrong. But you got to acknowledge. My joy's gone. You stole my joy. Anybody else? I, want, I just want to pray for you. I just, I, when I come back for revival, I want to see you full of joy. Amen. If I don't get nothing done, I just, want to, I just want to see your joy back. I want to see you excited. I want to see you... Somebody help me out. I feel the Holy Ghost right here, right now. Somebody pray with me. Pray. Would you not, would you just be honest this morning? You stole my joy. The devil come by and stole my joy. Is that you? Thank you. That's four. Somebody else. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now we're getting somewhere. Now listen, I, I don't count it that I got something done just because you raised your hand. It ain't about me. I'm just a messenger. The Holy Spirit right now. Hallelujah. I feel that. The Holy Spirit right now wants to throw His arms around you right now and just pull you into His bosom. and you can lay your ear on his chest and you can hear the heartbeat of God remember that song we used to do babe sis and we'd do that song and I would simply picture myself crawling up in his lap ah ah It's like I would my, it's like my children would crawl up in my lap. And I'd crawl up in the lap of God and I'd, he'd put them arms, them big old loving arms around me. Oh my God. And I put my ear against his chest. I could hear that heartbeat thump. Thump, thump, thump. Ah. Oh. Oh, and he just loved me and 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 just. Ah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's possible for you today. Crawl up in his heart, crawl up in his lap. Just crawl up in his lap. Just close your eyes and crawl up in the lap of God. Huh. Oh, Jesus. Lay back against you and feel your, your heart beat. Hmm. 
his love so deep more than I can say oh Jesus 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 the restorer of our soul more I find you. Yeah. Yeah. Sing it out, man. so deep it's more more than I could stay I want to sit at your feet drink from Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Sing it one more time, one more time. I want to sit at your feet. Drink from the cup. Lay back. so deep Father we thank you this morning we thank you for your presence your power we thank you for your anointing we thank you for your love. We thank you for grace that we get to walk in it every day of our lives. That your goodness, your mercy, it follows me. Whenever I need it, I just turn around, there it is. There it is, just right there, always. And I can crawl up in your lap. Because you're my daddy. You're my, you're my spiritual father. You, always there. You said you never leave us, nor forsake us. Every hand that was lifted this morning, God, that's why. That's why you're here. That's your purpose. That's why your spirit is in this place to uplift, encourage. You're a good, good father. I love you with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul. Thank you. You're the restorer of every breach, so we'll just allow your spirit to have his way. Thy will be done. And now, Father, we count it all done for the cause of the kingdom. Through Christ Jesus, our Lord, He's my Lord. He's my Lord. 
I've surrendered all to him. He is my everything. In him do I trust. I trust him with my soul. I trust him with my soul. Now, Lord, be with each one of us. Wherever each one goes, they be. Let your spirit just be a mighty, mighty heaviness in our hearts and we feel your presence your glory we just walk in you today knowing who we are in Christ and what he's done for us we ask these things in Jesus mighty name everybody said amen, amen. would you give the Lord a good hand clap of praise <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah